From the director that bought you short movies like Skipped, Slate, Clownish, Cold Feet, Scrambled, Bubble, ladies and gentlemen, presenting to you on the Truly Mojo podcast with your host, Joel Fernandez, let's welcome a Dubai-based movie maker, content creator, writer, Mr. Faisal Hashmi, and talk about the art of filmmaking. Hello, Faisal, and welcome on the Truly Mojo podcast. Uh, I remember two weeks back, uh, we were having Chai and uh, me asking you what goes on behind the scenes in directing a movie and uh, what an episode it would be. And uh, here we are. Talk us through your journey as a filmmaker. All right, thanks, Will. Uh, really exciting to be on the podcast. Um, my journey as a filmmaker, I mean, I started off making films. Uh, the first film that I made was uh, at the age of 19. Wow. But but even before that, like, I was very interested in telling stories. I was always excited about writing, um, you know, I just didn't know there would be films at some point. So it was, right. I, I used to write short stories and, like, start novels that I would never finish. Like, mm-hmm. just, just experimenting sort of those ideas. Um, when I joined university, and, and I never went to film school, so I just joined a marketing uh, degree because, again, being a filmmaker was not really an option, um, you know, at that time. Right. Um, but as I was sort of midway through my university course, I realized that a lot of the stuff that I was writing uh, felt cinematic in nature. It, it felt more like scripts or like movies, sort of mm-hmm. little movies. So I started exploring the idea of writing screenplays, like scripts, essentially. Okay. And then that required uh, research. So I had to research how to write a screenplay because the formatting of a screenplay is very different from a short film. You have to write it in a specific font, a okay. certain, certain way. Um, for example, you can't write the thoughts of a character within a, in a screenplay like if you're, versus a book. So you can't write, John was thinking about his mom. You know, you can't write that because that, that can't be seen. Right. So it has to be denoted by an action. So it has right. to be a picture, like John looks at a picture of his mom and, mm-hmm. and, and a tear falls. That, that's the same idea. So, yeah. you know, you have to learn all of these things that everything you write has to be a visual way to show it. Otherwise, you can't write it in the script. So, so learning all of that took like about six, seven months. And then I started like, you know what, I'm just going to write a few of my um, uh, my ideas as, as scripts. Mm-hmm. And hopefully one day someone is going to like, you know, direct it or buy, buy them off me or something like that. Wow. And then uh, six, seven months passed and I realized that a lot of the stuff that I was writing, I realized that in this country at the time, even up till now, there was no sort of marketplace like that where you could just be a script writer and then there's, mm-hmm. you know, this is not like LA where you can be, you can just survive as a writer and, you yeah. know, there are directors who will take your script. It didn't exist. So for me, it was like, okay, if I'm just writing these things, they're just going to remain as documents in my computer, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no one here to, who, who's directing stuff. So I was like, okay, can I write one um, script that is something that I can produce. So that's something that takes place in one location, um, you know, in maybe in an apartment so I can shoot in a friend's house mm-hmm. with one or two characters that I can just cast my friends in and mm-hmm. shoot over like one day and actually try to make one of these because it was just frustrating to just have, you know, these ideas and not being able to right. actually, uh, you know, do something with them. So, um, so I wrote a script. It was called The Loop. It was just a really one and a half, two minute movie mm-hmm. that I was just like, it's a little sci-fi time loop kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, and I went to my best friend and I was like, hey, do you want to be in a, in a short film? And he was like, great. I was like, great. Can I shoot at your house? He was like, great. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's half the stuff shot. And there was, there was a need for a, for a woman in the movie as well. And I was like, hey, because I met his cousin. I was like, can, would you be interested in being in the movie? Okay. He was like, great. So like pretty much most <laughs> of the things got started out there. Yeah. Uh, I went to my university and I asked them, you know, uh, this is again, not a film school. So I was like, hey, I'm shooting the short 
short film what can you do that can like help me in in, in that right. and they were like oh we don't have it. we have like one plastic tripod in like at our warehouse somewhere i was like great i'll i'll, I'll make use of it okay. so i got the tripod from them went to my parents and I, they had like a small uh, handy cam okay. um I, so i was like hey can i borrow this can shoot something with this it didn't even shoot like wide screen it shot like 4 by 3 like one of those really yeah. old mini dv ones right. but i was like fine i'll i'll make use of it um so i i took that so i had like the very bare minimum equipment and right. i just um you know went to my friends mm-hmm. uh, house one friday and we started shooting um you know the movie and what i realized immediately is how long a, a movie takes versus how long you think it's going to take in right. terms of shooting so that 2 minute movie took almost 12 hours to to shoot oh, okay. only because again i'm i'm figuring stuff out on my own and every shot like i had crazy ideas about like how i want to do stuff but like everything takes time to sort of get right. it right and again these are first time actors so it takes time to sort of get right and uh we ha- we, ha- we did a lot of low budget tricks so like for all these kind sort of dolly shots like we put the tripod on a on a computer chair with wheels yeah. and we were just moving that across the hallway so just wow. to kind of give it this impression that we have like a, some really crazy equipment on set but we really <laughs> didn't but i just wanted to kind of bring, bring more production value to it cuz it was sort of a thriller sort of a movie so okay. um so uh, anyway after that after that we uh, i went home i edited that i learned how to edit again mm-hmm. um um so after i did all of that again because this is the time i had to play all these characters because i didn't know anybody in the industry so i was right. like if i want to make this movie i need to be writer director cameraman editor everything lighting is, everything all is, in is, one. yeah because yeah. if i wait for people to i don't have any information i don't have i don't have any contacts in the industry so i was like let me make everything by myself and after making that first movie i realized that i really enjoy the process of directing as well okay. it's not just writing like actually bringing that to life you know choosing how which camera angles to use um uh, how to sort of tell your actors what you want and just sort of seeing the finished product on on screen right. i realized that it's not like i i'm i'm interested in not just being a writer but i also love directing mm-hmm. um uh, as well so that started that sort of journey of like let me see what i can do um you know and and then i made a, i made another short film in a very mm-hmm. similar manner and then the third short film that i made um uh i i submitted to um so there's something called abu dhabi film commission which right. and they um at cannes film festival every year they have these pavilions where every country has their own sort of stall sort of like a global village situation in a way right. where you can go in and you can see what that country is has is showcasing in terms mm-hmm. of films made in their region so right. they were looking for some short films to show like this is our uh, region so I was like you know what let me just submit what's going to happen they said no right yeah. i submitted the movie completely forgot about it 3 months later they um this is a movie called perfect living it's like one i shot in ikea <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. so and i literally 3 months later they sent me a form saying you know a release form and stuff like that I was like wait what does that mean and then i realized that they actually want to one of the eight movies that they want to show for that year was was one of that one and oh. it was it was kind of crazy for me that right. that I'm representing someone on camp which is a huge film festival right. um and so that sort of gave me a lot of confidence and I think even to my my parents and stuff that oh you know this is like it's there's a forward momentum here in terms of like right. things that are happening so you know since then it's just been a journey of sort of meeting more people experimenting um uh, kind of mm-hmm. with with the scope of the film and try mm-hmm. to try try different things i tried different genres you know uh try to do a, a, a comedy i tried to do something dramatic so it's just for me short films is a way to just sort of experiment and mm-hmm. and see what 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 i can do on a larger scale and uh, and yeah and and now you know it's been 10 years now more than 10 years and i've been making films like, okay. like now now i've sort of have more confidence in terms of you know experimenting right. and doing telling the kind of stories i want to tell and uh, what genre of movies do you prefer fleming so um i personally love horror films and and thrillers okay. and stuff like that that's even as a viewer i prefer watching them i watch like watch them every week at cinemas and i and i so for so for me when i started of making films what i didn't want to do is make a horror film immediately because mm-hmm. i just the problem with horror films is that there's so much it seems easy to make because they're like oh it's just i have to put someone in a room and do something but that is why there's so many bad horror films out there because they are easy to make but they're hard to make good 
So you have to sort of know the basics of filmmaking before you sort of delve into that. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like I, the worst. The worst thing I want to do is make a bad horror short film. So for the first few times, I just made, I experimented with everything, you know, comedy, drama, and all stuff like that. And then now, uh, you know, it's been more horror thriller. Now that I feel like I'm more comfortable with the way that I, I, right. I you know, how to move a camera and how to sort of pace a story. Yeah, I love making horror thriller stuff like that. Stuff that entertains people can put them on the edge. It's mm-hmm. really exciting. Great, great. So let's get started. Like what goes behind uh, the scenes in directing a movie, right from uh, I mean, scripting and uh, what goes on uh, behind the scenes? Sure. So, I mean, so the first stage when you when you want to make, let's say, a, a short film and if it's a narrative short film, like the, the, the other option is you can always be making a, a documentary. Mm-hmm. So when you're making a documentary, then obviously you just need a subject and there's no real script. It's okay. more of a plan of action, you know, like, okay, I yeah. want to interview this person and then... Uh, with, with documentaries, your your movie is being made in the edit because mm-hmm. you're just capturing as much as you can in terms of f- footage and interviews and sort of crafting a narrative in uh, in the edit. But for me, what I do is um, w- when it comes to short films, for me personally, and I think even for the for the for the process in general, writing is very important. I need to have a very good script mm-hmm. or at least a, a solid story that I feel like this is worth putting the next six months of my life into. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it has to be exciting. It has to be engaging, and obviously, it has to be something producible. So right. I can't write something that takes us on a spaceship because I know I can't shoot that here. So right. it's a matter of what resources you have. You know, so I always tell people like, if you want to, if you want to make write a story that you actually want to shoot, literally look around you and see. Okay, you have a house. You maybe you work in an office. Maybe you can. Maybe that's a location you can use. Mm-hmm. If if your building has a pool or your friend's building has a pool, that's a location you could use. You have a car. That's a location you can use. So mm-hmm. you make a list of things that you have, the links, uh, or your friends have, and things you can borrow, and sort of. Re- like reverse engineer your movie to sort of take place within those those confines the elements that you yeah. have yeah so, I've, so right. that's that's been something very very useful for me in the way that I've that I've started stuff and then and it also some people be like would be like oh it's like oh it's very limiting but in in, in a way it's very freeing because now that I have these interesting elements it becomes a challenge like what's the most interesting story I can tell within that so mm-hmm. what's the most interesting story I can tell that takes place in an office so I, I made one in, that takes place in an office so yeah um, like for me that gets me interesting ideas that I wouldn't have come up with otherwise right. because I, now I have sort of these prompts to go by. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so yeah. So that's the first process. Like, sort of sits sit and and spend your time, sort of coming up with a with a cool story for something. Ideally, not over ten minutes because the shorter your short film, especially earlier on, the better it is. Because even if it's not that great, at least it's not twenty minutes long or thirty yeah. minutes long. The people have to yeah. spend that long. So, the, so the, the the writing process is is number one, and then comes the process of uh, pre production. What what they call it in in film and. Mm-hmm. Pre-production really is just sort of figuring out what do you need now. So the first thing you need to talk to is actors. So when, right. if, you, if you have access to actors who are interested in, in your film, great. Otherwise, you just go out to your friends, see casting is a lot of instinct. So it's like if you have a funny friend and if you have comedy, definitely approach that guy because he right. doesn't have to pretend to be funny friends because when you're act, casting non-actors, it's really just using their strengths in general right. and just a little bit of acting and hopefully mm-hmm. that gets you a better result than casting like someone someone who's like a very meek person and cast him as like a hitman or whatever. Like right. It's much harder to get them unless they're a professional actor. So like for me, it's just a matter of like, okay, this guy's a funny friend. This guy is, is a kind of bulky, angry sort of dude so I can cast him and that stuff. So, um, so do that casting and figure out your, your people and then, then it's a matter of like elements, right? So okay, you need you need to buy props. Okay, so your your film has a gun, your film has a has a has a pillow, whatever. Like getting those things together. Right. On a Hollywood film, you would have people getting you all of those things. They're, they're producers who will whose whose jobs are to bring this stuff together. Your job is just to come on set and sort of direct or approve these things. But yeah. again, when you're shooting a, a short film, you don't really have those th- that luxury. So it's a matter of like going out. I've gone wardrobe shopping, you know, in in Dragon Mart and all these places right. to sort of get all these things. Um, but so when you have these things together, you have sort of a date and a plan of action, and then it's a matter of like figuring out what your plan of action of the day is like what shot are you shooting first you know maybe there's one actor who has to leave by 4 p.m so okay i'll shoot all of his scenes first mm-hmm. and then then i'll shoot the rest of the stuff or like a movie takes place at night so you can only shot at 6 p.m so right. you need to know when your starting time is what your ending time is but also leave 
room for the fact that things will take longer than you expect. Every time right. I've, I've scheduled for 10 hours, it's taking 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 14, it's taking 16. So it's yeah. like, you need to know it's going to take longer. Everything and set, it's a moving moving thing. It takes longer and you make mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's just a matter of, you know, literally the day of the shoot, you go on set um, and then you are, uh, and then you, you basically have to be a, a person. As a director, your job really is communication. So if you, if you, if actors will come up to you like, okay, how do you want me to say this line? Or how do you, what is this character thinking? You need to just have the right answers for everyone. Right. You know, if you have a cameraman, he might ask you, so are you thinking sort of darker for this scene? Are you thinking bright? You need to just sort of communicate what your vision for the movie is. So it's, it's right. important to, for you to know your script very well right. and sort of envision that. Because if you, if he comes to you and you're like, oh, I don't know, what do you think? Now you're just kind of like, Blank, you, yeah. you've, 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 you've created A, you're delaying the movie because now everybody's sort of figuring out what to do. Yeah. This is stuff that you need to sort of do beforehand and just have answers for everyone. If a makeup artist comes and says what kind of you know uh, makeup effect do you want you just need to have references for her or examples mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. so you're just a captain of a ship and, right. and and you're you're sort of making sure that the people underneath you uh, the actors the the technicians or whatever are doing the best job that they can to serve your vision of the movie right. so it's just a matter of sort of delegating and being a manager in that in that in that scenario mm-hmm. um, and so once you can get through that that process and get the movie made then the, the then the next stage of film comes when you're editing the film, and that's a very important stage as well because you know there's a, there's a quote that says that movies is written three times. Once is when you're writing it, once is when you're directing it, and once when you're editing it. Because mm-hmm. in the edit, you can theoretically even completely change the film. You can totally make it into a comedy if you want to, just by choosing that different kind of music, by choosing different right. kind of uh, element. You can sort of make it more comedic. You can make it more serious. You can sort of make it more fast paced, more slow paced. But more importantly, if you've done mistakes on set, which yeah. you most likely will, you can edit those away you can try right. to make your actors look better if, let's say in, in one take the actor's performance isn't very good you can always cut away to the other person's reaction yeah. to that you know just to kind of save their performance a little bit and just yeah. use the audio you can sort of if you if I've literally shot short films where there have been a tripod at the back of a shot in one, one, one angle I'm like wow how come I didn't take the tripod out of the, out of the back so you yeah. can like maybe zoom in and crop that out or like use another angle so it's just a matter of like fixing your mistakes making the best version that you can mm-hmm. um, and then then literally now you have a film you know you, if, you, if you've worked with, with, with other people like a sound designer or other things like that then that's also part of the editing process yeah. And then you now you have a film, and now you have something that was created out right. of nothing. You know, it's something that you wrote. You were sitting in a room at at, at one a.m. or something, writing yeah. words on a page, and now it's a real thing that will exist. Yeah. You know, you put it on YouTube or you or, or, or anywhere else, and it will exist till the end of time, technically, or till the end of these services at least. Yeah. Um, and and now it's and now it's no longer yours. You know, now it's like yeah. the people are gonna watch it. They're gonna have their own sort of interpretations of it, right. and and so it lives. It's it's no longer yours. It sort of belongs to the, to the people. So it's kind of an interesting yeah. procedure. But yeah, that's the whole journey that it takes to sort of you know write a film to kind of release wow. it to the world. That's interesting. I wanted to move on more into sound. Uh, how does uh, sound play an important role uh, in the movie? Yeah, I mean, sound is definitely important. I think uh, one of the things I did when I when I originally started off films, uh, films because I didn't I didn't know anybody who did sound specifically. Okay. Nor did I have like a lot of professional microphones and stuff. So I knew how important sound is because you know f- a film is a audio visual experience. So right. sound is really fifty percent of the whole equation. Um, but in fact, I would say it's more than fifty percent because your movie can look grainy. Your movie can look like maybe sometimes out of focus or whatever, and you can always ex- you can always pretend that was the intention. You can always be like, oh, I wanted it to feel raw. I wanted it to feel mm-hmm. so. But if it sounds bad, there is no real artistic explanation for that. You can't yeah. say, oh, I wanted the dialogue to be inaudible or I wanted yeah. the, the sound of a car in the background. There's no movie that you will ever watch like that. You can watch like, you see, if you've seen Paranormal Activity as one of those horror movies, yeah. they, sound, they look really grainy. And, but that's yeah. the idea that it's like a home video camera or whatever. Yeah. But they sound good. 
the sound yeah. is always very important to be to be to be right so when i initially started off i knew, i knew i didn't have the right microphone and stuff so i wrote silent films yeah because i was like if i don't have the, the sound to deal with then I, nobody can say that i have bad sound because i'm just not using dialogue at all yeah. so um i was like until i have the right resources to get the the best sound on set i'm just going to sh- shoot like silent film which is just most ambiance and or just music um but then um i would say you know i met kane rodriguez who's a, who's a sound uh, recorder and friend of a friend of ours right. um and and since i since i sort of met him i i've been sort of more more ambitious with the sound that i do with my films more character speaking more sort of you know using sort of location sound and stuff like that so i think it's very important mm-hmm. because um you can comp- especially in horror i think if you if you're shooting horror um if you can if you mute a horror film and watch it it's not it's not nearly as scary as when you watch it with sound right. it's because sound like really complements the way you feel the more unnerved you feel so uh this is it's just an experimental way where you can learn how to sort of play with the audience not just visually but also like use certain sort of frequencies to sort of really put them on the edge the whole time even when there's nothing scary happening in your film right. you can sort of use the right frequencies to sort of make them feel like something doesn't seem seem right in this world yeah. you know so yeah sound is really really important great great so so let's say if i want to start uh, my first uh, short film or a movie uh what do i need first do i need an expensive gear to start making a movie uh, how, how do i go through this process I mean you know I I I always say we're living in sort of the best time that exists to be a filmmaker you know right. you can now in your in your phone you in your, your your pocket you have a phone which is shooting better video quality or video right. resolution than you know a film camera could like 10 15 years ago that's what I want to interrupt you because you shot clownish on a phone right Yeah that's correct so I shot a short film called called Clownish which was part of a film uh, a festival by um, by Samsung so they their okay. challenge with people was that we'll give you a Samsung phone Okay. A Galaxy Note 3 or 4 I think it was. Um and and you supposed to shoot a film with it. So oh. for me the reason I took part is like because I had never shot anything up to, up on a phone at, up, up up until then. Okay. You know when I told you when I initially started uh, making films to 2009 phone cameras weren't that good so I had to shoot on a handycam right. which wasn't good either but at yeah. least it was you know that's what I had. So for me it was an interesting challenge is like okay if I have to shoot something on a phone what would I do? So it's about understanding what Uh, if that's all you have access to you know a phone mm-hmm. so about understanding the strengths and weaknesses of a phone mm-hmm. right you need to understand that phones have great cameras but they are best in daylight right. versus like if you put it in a dark room because the sensors are not that great enough so understand if you're shooting something um uh, with a phone understand the limitations like okay i can shoot in daylight maybe i can't do super close ups because the lens isn't isn't that wide enough so you understand that and then you reconfigure your film or write a film that can use the benefits of that you know there've right. been there've been a couple of feature films released that were shot entirely on a phone like by big directors as an experiment but all of them have taken advantage of the fact that they shot on a phone so the advantage of phone is you can put it in places that a camera cannot go like a big camera cannot go so like yeah. they've they've gotten these interesting camera angles where like the camera is like on the steering wheel or something or like the, the yeah. point of view is that or like it's in someone's wallet or something like that like you can play with these angles so understand the the strengths and sort of lean into that and sort of so that your movie is almost like it was made for 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 to be shot on a phone rather mm-hmm. than a compromise that is shot on a phone you know what yes. i mean so um and and so 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 that is the first thing is sort of understanding what you have if you have a small dslr great otherwise even a phone is good enough um and then yeah you know so gear gear isn't that that important it's just for me story has been the important thing at the at the end of the day people will forgive everything as long as the story is engaging to people right so fazel your movie cold feet came in second as the best film under the 48 hour film project uh, that was hosted by dubai and uh, you were also the most promising uh, film maker uh, what was the challenge all about yeah for sure so basically the 48 hour film project is a very interesting uh, initiative that that happens in dubai and it happens around the world but okay. the, the dubai started hosting it uh, recently where the idea is that um on thursday when you, once you sign up 
on Thursday 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. you will have to go to that location and you, they will give you basically a, a box where you have to pull out like some elements so it's like a ballot box okay. and from that you essentially pull out a few things so you will pull out a line of dialogue mm-hmm. a prop um, and a genre okay. and a character okay. so basically let's say the character is you get his taxi driver the prop is baseball bat mm-hmm. the line is like oh, I don't want to do this anymore and mm-hmm. the and the genre you get is horror okay. so from 7 p.m. Thursday till 7 p.m. Saturday That's okay. exactly 40 hours. You have 48 hours to now come up with a whole uh, an entire movie from start to finish when it comes to script, shooting it, editing it, m- getting music done and re- submitting it to them by 7 p.m. Okay. So it's a it's an interesting challenge and the reason why they've given you those elements is so that you can't use an existing story. So now you can't already have written a story and shoot it over the weekend. The whole right. idea is that they'll give you all of these things and you're supposed to come up with a story using all of these elements. Mm-hmm. So I used to uh, the year before I took part I I I went to um, the screenings of the last year's one okay and just to see what other people are doing right. um and and what I realized is is just to kind of see what 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 I'm up against and I saw some really creative stuff and then I just give me the confidence like okay I want to take part next year and uh, a year before that I had made a horror short film my first horror short film before that Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went there, um, you know, I, I, and so the thing is, you have to you have to already put a team together, even though you don't know what they you'll use them for. So I had yeah. already had two actors that I had spoken to, um, where again one of my friends who was in my first movie, mm-hmm. um, I, this this the Spanish uh, guy who I met on Facebook, I was like, I don't know what roles you're gonna play, but I'm gonna just book you for the weekend so that if there is something that I'm gonna play for, and this and this young girl that I that, that I knew, and I was like, again, I don't know what I'm gonna use you for, but just please keep your availability open. And then we went to, and again, I spoke to a couple of locations. I had a friend's house. Mm-hmm. I had my my brother's university because my brother, like, I've spoken at a few times at that university, so I used my wasta a little bit. Be like, hey, <laughs> can I shoot on like on like on a Friday? Because anyway, you guys are closed. Yeah. And so they said, okay. So I had a few locations that I could shoot the movie at. Okay. So you have to already pre-plan these things because you don't know what you're gonna get. Right. And um, and so I went there and I p- picked out. Um, a uh, a character which was a football referee mm-hmm. um a the 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 um the prop was an envelope okay and the line was uh do you want to trade places and then i picked up the genre and it said horror i was like oh. see this is almost like <laughs> this is like it was meant for me well, to yeah, happen true. i just shot a yeah. horror movie and i'm shooting horror again so i was like okay so that, these are the elements i'm supposed to play with so i was like okay i have a house which it doesn't really make sense for a, for a referee to be to yeah. be in because because you have to in the movie you have to sort of make it clear that it's a referee you can't just imply it so you're yeah. like so i was like oh maybe it's like he's a college sort of football referee so right. that makes sense maybe he's maybe he's coming back uh, you know like into his office afterwards at night and then things right. go, uh, go down so that's when we literally on 7 pm when i got the thing we me and the, and my team sort of uh, sat after afterwards and just sort of coming up with ideas like what do we do and then i was like okay so the spanish guy will play this, the, the referee i called him up and i told my friend i was like you play like one of the football players who sort of disappointed in, in, in what happened on the pitch because right. he got a red card and then the other girl who's also in the university at the time and i was like okay what would what's the creepiest thing that could happen in that moment like oh maybe the guy is tired he kind of takes a nap in the uh, you know like puts down dozes off in his in his office and, right. and then when he wakes up he it's it's like a lot of hours have passed no one's in the university but he sort of feels like something changed like the some of the students are sort of like just stuck in in one place they're not moving and that, yeah. and there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of weird things going on this is like by 3 a.m. on on one friday i was sitting at my at my house writing the script down okay uh, because i knew by 12 p.m. we have to start shooting on the, on the same day so i just mm-hmm. got a few hours of sleep and on friday it was just a race of getting a movie done so it was it it with with 40 hours it's not about perfection Mm-hmm. it's about it's it's more like a race it's a challenge of like let's get it done you because there's no point of you trying to get the perfect shot but at the end if you are not able to submit it within, within 48 hours doesn't make sense it's, yeah. it's you've disqualified so you just wasted right. your time for nothing so it was about like let's do fewer takes let's already prep stuff and like just kind of be fast moving so that movie was shot 
from Friday 12 p.m. till about 10 p.m. on this on the day so about in about 10 hours we we got the whole thing in the can i went home i didn't sleep i was like i need to edit this because it was just fresh in my head and i just can't i can't right. sleep knowing that so much work is ahead so i was yeah. like let me i'm up let me just start editing it so i i edited till about 5 6 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. i did the first edit got a few hours of sleep um got up again watched it with fresh eyes see saw a few things that needed to be fixed fixed that and now again uh, again you live in sharja i live in sharja so i need to spend keep at least 2 hours just in case to actually go and physically deliver them the file because if to go okay. to the office and oh, okay. give them a usb because uh, otherwise you blame them for like a download link or whatever yeah. so they need to you make know, you give the usb and whatever's in the usb counts <laughs> you know if it's not working it's not working yeah. so um so yeah so it was just a matter of like getting the right music then and all of these stuff then about 4 pm i left from sharja 5 5:30 i left i reached um dubai handed that over and i felt like oh, i have to get the job and so it was, it was a fun fun experience shooting a horror movie at, in such a rapid pace we won um second place on that um, oh, nice. you know a couple of different awards but it was it's it's something i've i did once again since uh, i haven't done that after that but it's it's definitely fun especially i think if you when you're starting off it's a fun experience because in a span of a weekend you start a weekend by not having anything and at the end of a weekend you have an entire film well, so it's yeah. just even if it doesn't come out great which a lot of films don't come out that great because you don't control what if you get a musical or something and then you don't know how to make a yeah. musical but let's go shoot something let's let's have fun so right. you never know but at least you'll have a film out of it which is just which is great you know you want to be keep be making films yeah great great so your latest um, short movie amber is all set to release online on uh, march 10th uh, talks to that as well Yeah sure uh, so my latest short film um it's called Amber it's a thriller uh, not okay. much of a horror movie but more of a thriller but with, within the vein of the things that I that I'm excited about again it's one location two characters okay. um no dialogue this time but by choice even though we had Kane and all these people on the thing but okay. you know it's it's set in a barber shop and it takes a very interesting turn in terms of and again f- the movie came about because a lot of the ways that i that i come up with ideas now uh, is the same way that i told you like i will think of a location first and be like what's the most interesting story that can happen within this location so okay. i always found a barber shop to be a very interesting location because everything around you is technically a weapon yeah. you know everything is blades and everything is sharp so what happens when the context of the situation sort of changes and the stakes change in terms of who comes in and stuff like that so right. for me oh, that was very exciting so uh, we found a barber shop in the middle of nowhere in sharjah like on the one of those highway maliha sites right. um begged him to let us shoot here we paid him a little bit of money he shut down his shop for for two days for us uh, in the daytime um and it was a lot of fun to shoot it was the most resources i had on a film to shoot uh-huh. I, i had a lot more people a lot more sort of my me and uh, my uh, and friends uh, kane himself and and i were and a lot of people just put some money together to sort of get this the right production value that it needs because wow. again you're shooting sort of in a different location so far away you need to lodge people over there because it's hard to bring them back again and go Correct. back again so we had some resources to play with and it definitely i think is my most polished looking film yet wow. so i'm really excited for people to to right. to see it because a lot of people have sort of we showed it to um people last year before the pan- before the pandemic hit okay. uh, and then so it, since then it's just been doing sort of virtual film festivals but now i'm excited to sort for a big audience to see it so if you go to um kind of the the hashmik house films youtube page just type youtube.com/hashmikhousefilms uh, on march 10th uh, it will be on there for you to have a look great so fazal what message would you like to give uh, the budding uh, filmmakers out there uh i mean the message i would give to anybody who's sort of interested in making films or has been sort of starting to make films is to just always be creating um and and that's one thing that I've, i i pride myself over the last 10 years i've made 10 short films over 10 years i've tried to mm-hmm. keep it consistent you know a lot of people right. will make one short film and let's say it doesn't come out that great and you will sort of give up and i think the main important thing is perseverance and consistency right uh, so just keep making your your first few short films will not be that good 
and that's okay that's the whole point you know especially if you haven't gone to film school your film school is those short films mm-hmm. uh, but the the whole idea is you keep improving uh, yourself and as you make more shots you will learn more about the kind of films you like the kind of style you're sort of more interested in um so i would say just keep experimenting uh, doing stuff with your friends every 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 weekend every other weekend shoot something and 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 you will get better so just it's the, the the only message i'm giving is like you don't give up and just keep creating and eventually you will get better and you will you will uh, realize what kind of filmmaker you're going to be great thank you very much uh, fazal for spending time with us and uh, sharing your views on uh, movie making uh, wish you all the best thanks man Thank you all for joining in on this episode on the Truly Mojo podcast. If you do have any questions, do shout out on the Anchor app or you can send me an email on jazzyjoel85 at gmail.com. Thank you to our guest on the show, Mr. Fazal Hashmi, for sharing his views on the art of filmmaking. So until next time, talk to you all soon on the next episode.